the thing. Do the thing. <laughs> Broadcasting worldwide from the Totesuck Studio in beautiful central Arkansas, you are listening to Bad Choices in Bourbon. I am your host, Dan Decker, at D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R on Twitter. And with me this week is Sky. Um, if you follow her on Twitter, follow them on Twitter, you'll know that um, they're quite, uh, quite the nerd. And uh, we're going to get to know, and a lot more, I'm sure. Uh, also famous for fancy, cool glasses. Um, we're going to get to know them a lot better. Hi, Sky. Welcome to the show. Nice to be here, Dan. Yeah. How are you today? I am doing pretty well, um, considering, you know, I. Uh, it's kind of a gloomy day. So, and I It have is here, like too. A, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of have like a seasonal affective kind mm-hmm. of uh aspect to my depression so sometimes like gloomy days are are bad for me but actually today i'm doing pretty well probably Good. because i'm getting to socialize <laughs> oh that hey you know uh that's one of the reasons you know don't uh, don't let anybody be fooled or fool you uh i do this uh, only because it's weird to just reach out to strangers and say would you like to talk but if you do it under <laughs> be on my podcast, um, then, you know, it's a lot less creepy. So uh, that's really all this is about. So, but welcome to the show. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, it's a little rainy here uh, today as well, although I always say it's beautiful central Arkansas. Sometimes the weather weather, uh, has a bit different say about it, but even when Mm -hmm. it rains, it's not so bad. Um, Yeah. Well, well, good. So now let's get, let's get to it. Um, We have been in touch on Twitter for gosh, I don't know how long now. Um, and it feels uh, like just, most of the pandemic at least. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, like my Twitter base grew so significantly so quickly because of Star Trek that, um, yes. everybody, and just like Star Trek itself, everybody, it's just, it's been almost forever now. Uh, it feels <laughs> like, um, but, uh, uh, it's been a minute wanting to get you here and it's finally happened. So I'm thankful for that. And, um, All right. <laughs> well, tell me a little bit about, you mentioned before show pre-roll, uh, computer science. Is that what you do for, uh, for your work to work? Uh, well, it's what I want to do for my work. I, I currently am a student. Um, Ooh, student. And yeah, this is, this is my second degree I'm working on. Um, and cause I was in aviation before. Um, and I love aviation. Like I was always this kid that I wanted to be a pilot and I wanted to, you know, um, be around airplanes. Airplanes are like one of my biggest passions actually. Um, but unfortunately it's a 24 seven industry. Um, and I just found it was incompatible with my particular mental health struggles um so you know i was like i really need a job that is a nine to five type of thing and my sister has a degree in computer science and i had been working with her on some code like some front end website development stuff Mm -hmm. and she uh is like you're actually pretty good at this and i was like (laughs) yeah well you know you were too young but myspace kind of taught forced me to learn html (laughs) you know oh wow Um, at least a little bit you know and she's like oh you got a good head for it you know and uh um she says you know probably better than me uh, because she's more the creative type Mm -hmm, mm um but you know so she likes designing like ui ux stuff um and i like that stuff too but um you know then i started i got started thinking like 
because I had been in a STEM major, I'd been in an engineering major um, at my alma mater and uh, calculus was my, my white whale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i was always afraid to go back to stem because of that and oh, calculus. Um, yeah i never even ventured to calculus land <laughs> i wasn't even about to pretend yeah and so i just you know so i was like you know what no i want to calc i want to conquer calculus and i want to do this and so i signed up for a couple classes at um metro state university of denver okay. um which Metro is an interesting school because it is a university and it is, you know, they do have full time like traditional students there, but a lot of the student base actually is working at the same time as they're going oh, to wow. school. So it and it's centrally located in Denver and it's just, you know, it's a really chill atmosphere in terms of like, you know, versus like a more traditional call, you know, like residential college. So it's meant to kind of so, commute into, commute out of, not a lot of uh, living on campus kind of. A, yeah, I mean, um, they, they do have some on campus stuff, but since it's downtown, yeah. it's kind of like it's limited. Um, I would they imagine. Do, they yeah. do have some like apartment complexes and stuff that that they do student housing through. But it's kind of like it's not like a traditional. Um, in fact, they, they share a campus with the Community College of Denver as well as the U Denver. That's, uh, that's just so good use of resources, folks. It's, yeah, it's it's kind of, you know, the, the campus is a very interesting, and it's fairly small. Um, and so it's it's very interesting, just my university. Anyway, I digress. Um, that's and, what the show does. We digress. <laughs> right. We digress. <laughs> that's our um, new that's our new log line. We here we here we digress. <laughs> we digress. Um, I like that. Um, but so, you know, I just started taking computer science one and calculus one. Oh, nice. Classes yeah. I started with um, I had taken calculus one and calculus two before, but I was just like, I really need to retake these to get the foundation. And, and I ended up getting an A and a B plus. Very good. So wow, congratulations. Yeah, I don't I, know. I Well, and I took Calc 2 over the summer. So that was an eight week. That was a jam jam. Semester. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it was it was really tough. That's a lot. But it was really nice um, to just get it out of the way and to prove to myself that I could do these things. Um, yeah. It really did a lot for my, my self-esteem. Um, but yeah. I started school right as the pandemic was starting to become a thing. Like I started classes in January of 2020 mm -hmm. and then by, by, you know, mid March, we were online. Um, the school did not mess around. Um, yeah. and we've been well, online and ne next, this coming fall semester is going to be the first semester we're back on campus. Okay. So All right. How are you feeling about that? I'm. I'm going to really miss not, you know, the, not having to commute. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm kind you of know, used to being able to roll out of bed and go right? to class. That has its benefit. That does have it as someone who uh, has worked from home uh, mm -hmm. uh, in more than one capacity from time to time. And like you noted, uh, speaking of, um, you know, mental health and knowing your limits and knowing your space, um, and, and good on you for recognizing that your passion may not be 
the best place for you to spend your working hours. Um, and you yeah. can do aviation as a hobby. Uh, hopefully, I hope that we for get sure. to talk about that well, a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can talk about that a little bit because it's complicated. Yeah. Um, but, but for you know, um, for me, working at home was not a safe space to be, um, mm-hmm. especially when, when the when the work changed from, you know, I was a web developer once upon a time. There are there are lines of CSS and uh, PHP strewn <laughs> through these gray hairs. So I'm playing around uh, with CSS right now, so I get you. <laughs> uh, CSS has grown up a lot into almost its own. I mean, it is definitely a logic structure, and mm-hmm. if you. If you use the right thing, tools, you can turn it into basically another programming language. But yes. again, yet yet again, we digress. Um, <laughs> the the point being that you know when it comes to mental health, um, anyone who wants to talk about that, um, my DMs are open. Um, I'm I'm not a psychiatrist or a therapist or licensed in any way, but I have been through some things, and uh, I'm always willing to offer. Um, uh, insight if I can, but, uh, but (laughs) the point being, you have to recognize, uh, when you're, when, when what you really want to do is not what you're able to do and take a step back and kind of find something that can fill that gap. And here you have something that you're, you know, pretty naturally good at that, Mm -hmm. uh, then you can kind of funnel, some energy because you know i i get the feeling like you know a lot of us uh in this uh in this space we've just got a lot of frenetic energy that we try to be productive with if possible um or just not spend time doom scrolling uh so it sounds like computer science might be that fit for you so so grats on getting there yeah well and it's it's just you know like because i couldn't be a pilot because of my mental health as well Mm-hmm. Um, because the FAA has um, medical some jobs standards. you want, yeah, some jobs you want yeah. that. <laughs> and and well, and and the thing is, is that it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's archaic because yeah. um, and like one of the things I'm trying to do develop on the side is mental health advocacy for pilots because um, it the the culture among pilots is don't ask, don't tell when it comes to your mm. mental health. That's and that safe. is no, that is not safe. In fact, um, German Wings ninety five twenty five is a prime example of that. That is a, a a pilot, a captain had a um, di- depression and was not able to get help for it because he would lose his license, um, he would lose his job. Mm-hmm. So he and he was suicidal. So he drove the plane and the plane full of passengers into a mountainside um and it's because of stuff like that that i and that don't ask don't tell culture in it's specifically among pilots and in aviation that i kind of you know the the faa is like okay you know you can't be on any antidepressants um ssris um you can't be on adderall any stimulants like that um you can't you know, and they did say recent, fairly recently within the past few years, they've said, okay, well, we'll allow these three SSRIs. But wow. anybody that's been through mental health treatment knows that you can go, you can cycle through so many different medications mm-hmm. during your lifetime. Mm-hmm. You know, and I the 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 dep- antidepressant that works for me is not one that's on the list. Uh, like the three of all yeah. the options in the entire world 
you know, is not one of those three. In fact, I've tried those three and one of them made it worse. And one yep. of them, you know, didn't work at all. You know, it's just like, you know, so it's just. I got a cabinet full of bad medicine, sister. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know? I'm sure you do. <laughs> I, well, you know? yeah. And there is there is definitely an alcoholic problem among pilots, too. Yeah, um, I can because imagine. Because well, sure. that's accepted. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Um, yeah. And so I. Yeah, it, you know, so, and, you know, so also being ADHD, you know, you can't be on any ADHD medication. Um, You have to be free of it for like six months before you can get a medical. And so I can't get a medical. I can't even get a third class medical, which is like a private pilot medical. Um, And, but I can have a sailplane rating. So, you know, I'm going to get into gliders, you know, when I get my next big girl job. Cool. Um, <laughs> um, so money. At least I'll things have that. cost money. <laughs> yeah, things do yeah. cost money, unfortunately. Yeah. Yay, capitalism. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but it, you know, I just. In glorious you know, communist I, world, everyone has glider. <laughs> everyone get to fly glider. Um, so you know, I I will get I will get back to aviation i will get back to flying name it and claim point. it it's just not going it's not right now yeah and, that's, <laughs> and it's not going to hey, be in my professional life there's so, a lot of not you know, now uh going yeah. on and, the, um, and that's yeah. okay um that's i mean okay understanding uh you know i i it's so frustrating with something like that where uh you know i growing up really <laughs> You and I were chatting just a bit about Tig Notaro uh, on the on the mm-hmm. tweetbot earlier, um, yeah. and that and that same you know that same thing. I desperately wanted to be a pilot when I was a child, um, mm-hmm. and I wanted to serve in the armed forces, and you know, Me too. Uh, go yeah. be you know. Actually, I wanted to be a navy man and serve on an mm-hmm. aircraft carrier. I thought that would be really cool, yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, with my my eye uh since i'm blind in my right eye that i was right. never going to get into the military and i yeah. i was devastated to learn that uh, when i was mm-hmm. incredibly young because that's i was like well surely by the time i'm old enough we'll have bionics because bionics right. obviously yeah. and yeah. um that didn't happen uh mm-hmm. and so you know and there's you know i i always thought there 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 was some level of discriminatory uh you know happening there that that didn't need to be you know absolutely and and same with this mental health and you know they're trying to find an accommodation should be our default stance how can we make mm -hmm. this work in a way that's uh that works for everyone because you know yeah maybe maybe it isn't that um we need to discount pilots that may have mental health issues maybe it's that we need to reorganize how air travel works yeah well and and you like know? it used you know in the golden age of air travel you know so after world war ii in the 50s and 60s right um before deregulation of the airline industry um pilots basically worked a nine to five yeah. like you know nowadays they work practically on call um especially as and new they get paid almost nothing, officers. really. They, yeah, new pilots get paid almost nothing. Once you once you make it to one of the big carriers, then you make good money. But it's getting there. 
um you're you know when you're still in the regionals it's it's sub poverty wages you know um that's another reason why i didn't go the pilot route um the mental health being the big one the other being i didn't want to play the regional game yeah um and uh you know and i did want to go into the air force and the mental health blocked me from that um actually asthma too i was diagnosed with asthma that actually kind of came before mental health um yeah that wouldn't probably got, go well yeah my mental health got bad when i was diagnosed with asthma and the and the air force would not give me a waiver because uh obama had just been elected and i'm not blaming obama for anything i'm just gonna put that disclaimer out there that's but fair. you know under democrats there's a lot of military budget cuts um and who, the people who suffer those budget cuts are mm-hmm. those who are up and coming um yeah. so i had my scholarship taken away i had my um my position in air force rotc was taken away because i they weren't giving out waivers for mm. for things like asthma even mild asthma like mine um and um, you know, because of budget cuts, they right. were basically finding any reason to cut anybody. And I had a very good, they were just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was an uh, easy pass on, on their easy. part. Yeah, yeah. Easy for them. That was easy math. Yeah. Um, and, and it devastated me. It yeah. devastated. That's what I wanted. You know, I'd even applied to the air force Academy, um, and almost got in. Um, I was, which is in, not easy like, to do. Yeah. I was in like their secondary pool. Um, like kind of like their backups, like, okay, yeah. if this person drops out, then we start bumping people up the list. I was in that pool, um, when I applied, but, um, you know, and, and, but, you know, it wasn't until later that I really saw a lot of the ableism in the military, um, because of that sort of thing. And, um, and my sister, my little sister kind of, she would follow me in whatever I would do. Which is funny because now I'm following her lead. Yeah, right. Exactly. That's cool. But like she used to follow me, whatever I do, you know, when we were kids. And, you know, when I started making noises, like I'm going to apply to the Air Force Academy because you need to start applying as like a sophomore in high school right. for the service academies. Um, you know, and my sister was, you know, in eighth grade. She's like, oh, I want to do this too. And my mom's, my mom had to sit her down because my sister has autism. And my mom had to sit her down and say, this is one place you cannot follow because of your autism yeah yeah and that was very difficult for my sister to accept and for my mother to say yeah um because it just feels wrong and it is wrong you know and because you know autistic people especially you know people like my sister who you know are verbal you know she's not nonverbal. you know she is verbal she's very smart She's yeah. very capable of taking direction and that kind Obviously of thing. Obviously skilled herself in... And skilled, you know, yeah. yeah. And and very smart. And, you know, those types of people are capable of serving in the military. But they're they're not considered deployable, so... Right, you know, and there's a line that, that we shouldn't probably... I mean, why mm-hmm. make that distinction? There are so many... Uh, there's so many... Uh, places to serve throughout the military as an organization yeah. that don't require you to be on the battlefield, but they want everybody right. to be battle ready. And that is a fair, you know, but look at, you know, if I'm, you know, you know, five layers deep in the Pentagon doing some hacking and they get to that point, 
I'll get my gun and shoot back. But, you know. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Well, um, and it's like, you know, I don't want to armchair quarterback the, the, the military. Right. Um, They've been at it for a while. For me to do it. Um, but um, the thing is, is that they, they disqualified women from serving in combat roles just because they were women yeah, for so right. long. You know, right. they've already have a history of making that distinction of who who can serve in combat and who can't right just based on something as simple as discrimination right based on but if it were you know heaven forbid it be self-selection yeah well and and the military is having difficulty meeting recruiting numbers right now because so many people are being diagnosed with mental health conditions you know young um that you know they're not meeting the medical requirements to join um i think the statistic used to be that only two percent of the pop of the u.s population um would qualifies to serve um medically speaking and that number has dropped with gen generation z Mm -hmm. to like 1.8 or something like that i'm not sure i i these are just statistics i read a long time ago (laughs) i don't you know i don't have sources don't, to cite don't the check the math head. y'all you know <laughs> but it's it's you know it's it is a very small you know amount of our population and it's declining yeah because of the military standards so i you know like i said i don't want to armchair quarterback the military but i really think that they need to take a step back and they need to say okay we need to rethink this mm-hmm. rethink mm-hmm. how we define serviceable you know um and um you know, we kind of just need to step up our military in general. <laughs> right. There's a lot of is out of control. That's a different a lot conversation. Of work we can do. Yeah. But, there's a lot of work we can do. You know, so it's, it's just, there's just so many systemic problems with the military. Like it makes me glad that I didn't make it even at though it point, devastated right. me at the time, yeah. at the time, you know, like I, I'm glad I didn't make it. Well, yeah, looking back right to myself, now. too, you know, I question whether or not it would have been a good fit. And I don't think so mm-hmm. long term that it would have been a good fit yeah. for me. Um, yeah. And turns out. <laughs> uh, but uh, of course, it doesn't. Yeah. Like you said, it was devastating at the time. It doesn't take away uh, that that's what you have your heart. You know, especially me growing up. Uh, G.I. Joe was everything, man. That was, you know, mm-hmm. that was it. And the shuttle was the thing. And uh, so getting to well, be an I astronaut to be an was astronaut. gonna be. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. That was my. Yeah. That was my. Lo- yeah. You know. I mean, stretch goals is. Yeah. Exactly. Space. That's that's where I was too. I wanted to be an Air Force pilot, and then. Yep. You know. Get on board that the, the beautiful orbiter. Thing. Yep. And uh, closest I ever got was three <laughs> miles away when Atlantis launched the final flight. Oh. So. Just which was jealous. amazing i was but, a space uh, camp counselor that's the closest i got i got to run the simulator and down there to... in huntsville uh no not in huntsville um so i i say space camp with quotes around it yeah um because you know space camp is trademark um but i worked at future astronaut training program at the kansas cosmosphere in space center in hutchinson kansas okay um, sounds amazing it's so it's the best museum that no that people have never heard of um I like so that. i'm gonna i'm gonna plug the place because like plug it like if you're if you're there'll be driving, link in the show notes if you're driving through kansas you need to visit this museum because the smithsonian takes notes on how to structure their exhibits from this museum that's amazing um, also and, if you're driving yeah. through kansas you're gonna need something to do right yeah it's a little <laughs> out of the way of i-70 but it's 
worth it. It's worth a day trip. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Hutchinson's a beautiful little town. Yeah. Um, and um, so the, they've got an SR-71 in the lobby, which is my favorite plane ever. Oh my gosh. And then they've got... Um, They've got a T-38 in the lobby, which for those who don't know what a T-38 is, it's basically the astronaut. Um, the training uh, jet the, plane? The training jet for, for the astronauts. Because all the astronauts, even if they're not military trained pilots, they need to learn how to fly a jet. So the the T-38 is what they use. And the T-38 Turns out for, spaceships have big rockets. <laughs> right. The T-38 is also used um, to train fighter pilots. And, yeah, um, it's a great plane. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful little plane. Well, uh, under underrepresented, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, the pilots love it. Oh yes, yes, yeah, it's it supposed is a, to be a lot of fun favorite. to fly. Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, it's uh, basically a tiny little fighter jet. Yeah, um, have you seen uh, yeah. for all mankind? I have you, are you okay, watching that so show? I have I have Apple TV. I've set it up. I just need to watch it because okay, I haven't. Good sat Good. down to watch it yet because it but it's on my list and because we're an apple we buy apple devices in my family we have like a free you know we i like it i like to it. hear that so yeah i my know paycheck, you thanks you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and i always upgrade to the apple because it's like it's like you know you i digress again but you 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 get a new iphone and it's like you never lost your old one you yep. never gave up your old one it's like the show it's a different shell but it's it's the same <laughs> It's, it's the, the same, same on the great. inside. It's, That's it's right. All the same. Uh, well, um, there are some there's some cool <laughs> moments in the second season uh, yes. with that plane uh, in for all mankind. So I'm really uh, excited. Yeah. Other than the fact um, that it's a kick ass alternate history show. Yes. Uh, which yes. is done by Ronald D. Moore, uh, fame, you know, yes. of Trek fame and Battlestar Galactica. And That's Trek, right. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, um, but yeah, interestingly so, enough, produced by Sony. <laughs> Right. Yeah, Media is weird, y'all. <laughs> it yeah, contracts are wild. Um, but the Cosmosphere. Going back to the Cosmosphere, they have the largest Soviet space artifact collection outside of the former Soviet Union. Oh wow, that's crazy. Um, and they they have a in-house restoration facility called called um, oh gosh, SpaceWorks. Um, oh, cool and name. so. They Spaceworks is famous for restoring the Apollo 13 command module Odyssey, um, as well as working with the Discovery Channel, mm. working with the Discovery Channel to raise and then restore um, Gus Grissom's Liberty Bell 7. Also, um, yes, <laughs> so Liberty Bell 7. So uh, coming up next on uh, Trek Nerd, there will be a uh, Sky and Dan Space History podcast, y'all. <laughs> Yeah, I am all about space history. Like the space race is my bread and butter when it comes to history. Oh, um, seriously, you and I—we could talk about it for hours. I, we, oh, we could man, talk about it know? all day. Yeah. But yeah, so so the Cosmosphere has um, the early space flight gallery, uh, which is part of the the museum, and you go through, and on one side it's the Soviet like progression of the early space space mm -hmm. race, and then on the other side it's the U.S. So it like compares visually yeah, um, yeah. how the Soviets progressed through their space program versus how the U.S. did it. And it's so great how this is presented and it's, it's amazing. So if you're ever driving through the middle of nowhere 
in the United States, please take the detour to Hutchinson so you can see the Kansas Cosmos Marine Space Center. I will send you the link so that you can put it in show notes. That's um, amazing. Because, uh, so and, and yeah, it. but I worked there. I worked there in, in their cool little job. like, quote unquote, space camp program. I did that for three summers. And I, I would, I would, uh, <laughs> I, I would have accepted that as space camp canon, just as uh, yeah. I will it's, always it's advocate space camp for space to everybody camp, the that movie. does it. <laughs> You know, yes. you've seen this, which is <laughs> yes, one of the best worst movies of 1986. <laughs> it it's an it absolute is. garbage film. It's but so oh my garbage. god, when you're when you're 11 and all you want to do is go be in the space shuttle. Oh, yeah. it's like Iron Eagle, you know, like you know for yeah, or Broken Arrow, Iron yeah. Eagle. Oh my god, <laughs> go literally dropping bombs. Yes. Oh, like you want to go movie. to the Air Force Academy when you're in high school. Louis Gossett know, Jr. with aviators standing all. I mean, come on, nothing on Tom Cruise. Like, I mean, Tom Cruise had nothing on that drop on that photo, and and you know, of course you you take your you take your best friend's um, untrained son, and you steal fighter jets, and you go rescue you steal your dad. And you go rescue your dad in a fighter jet. Go! That's what you do. And then what that's happens? What you you get a sequel. <laughs> oh, that was what was the other one with Gene well, Hackman? One of my Where Gene Hackman points. landed behind enemy lines. What was that one? Do you oh remember? God! I'm trying to. It was remember. like Gene Hackman and Owen Wilson. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Oh my god, that one was oh I can't remember that one, but that was another one. It's like was that flight no that was not Flight of the Intruder. Yeah, it was. Was it yeah, Flight of the Intruder? That's the one. Yeah, I think that is the one. And oh, that's that based on a book. On. Yeah. Based on a on a Dean Koontz book. I'm willing to be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Flight I'm pretty of the sure that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, and and uh Because uh, it was about yeah. an F twenty two. Not no, uh no, an A four. A6 yeah. intruder. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that was A6 it. intruder. Well, and then what's, that character goes on to fly Tomcats yeah, yeah. later. What's an books. what's an A4? An A4 is a Skyhawk. Okay. That's what the Blue Angels used to use before. Yeah. Oh, that's a the, sexy uh, plane. Yeah. yeah. I mean, man, the Blue Angels. Mm. Oh, I I've have seen a them Blue fly. Angels flag in my room. <laughs> I've seen them fly like, uh, not, a show and it's amazing. <laughs> yes. I'm not like like definitely not like I want to be like, oh yes, mili- U.S. military industrial complex. But I love the blue. Angels. Uh, there are things that are just cool, and the it's, blue angels are yes, cool. Yes, like, <laughs> like I, you know, I know they're a recruiting tool, but they're also just fun to watch. But they're also they're the so blue cool. angels. <laughs> they're so cool. There well, are and, only and, um, there are only very there are very few uh, models because you know money was scarce for for young mm-hmm. Dan. Uh, and models yeah. weren't really, I wasn't good at them, but I always wanted to do them. Um, <laughs> right, yeah. and so, you know, one of the planes, uh, uh-huh. it, you've mentioned both of them so far, uh, it, the Blackbird was one of the ones that I spent money on yes. the shuttle, of course, um, uh, P-38, uh, and, uh, and the Blue Angels plane, the updated, the F-16 version now, or is yeah. it 14, F-14, no, 16, no. What? Yeah, which one? 14, yeah. So the 14 is the one with the swing wings? Yeah, and the sixteen yeah. is the one with the the, the sixteen. Wings. Yeah, the sixteen. So, so the sixteen is the one they call the Viper. Um, they legitimately call it the Viper after the Viper from Battlestar Galactica. Oh. Um, and it, it's a single engine, and it's got that big intake scoop on the bottom. And then the yeah. fifteen. 
the 15 is the flat one that has double engines and it's more of like a looks like a it's lifting the, body it's the uh the uh gold top 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 gun plane no the top gun plane is f-14 because that the 15 See, and the 16 are air force uh, you're also talking to someone who this i i since i was we i have been uh, identifying airplanes yeah like which service they belong to and that kind of thing so the 15 and 16 are um previous gen i guess they're still better. yeah what are we still flying though <laughs> well they're phasing out the f-15 for the f-22 which, which is what them. like a 40 year old plane now but well, it still it's does its job well but it's it's the better engineered airframe like <sighs> the it, and they have a stealth variant of it um the uh that has instead of parallel tails it has angled tails uh-huh um so instead of meeting at a right angle to yeah, the body of the plane they angle they, like stealth on they it. angle out um so there is a, a design out there that and and uh oh god boeing owns the the eagle now um but it was mcdonald douglas but yeah they have that that you know that that design and they're like hey here's a much cheaper alternative that is stealth it's not as stealthy as the the F twenty two because it still has external hard mounts. Yeah, um, it's not as stealthy, but it has stealth, you know, radar absorbing paint, and it's got you know enough angles that the. the and we can make it off. faster now, and that's like you know, also we can make stealth. It faster, you know, <laughs> and and like, and it costs like a fraction of what one of these. And the government's like, oh, no, we want the. Mm. Really pretty shiny new shiny pretty new shiny <sighs> we want that we so want yeah we can, all uh, the money. <laughs> we could we it's could it's a nice budget it would be a shame if someone used it all <laughs> just all of that money to build something you don't need uh yeah. man dang well, we could F- really uh talk to airplanes all day too yeah yeah the f-15 well and the f-15 can fly on one wing so you shear one wing off yeah, there's an Israeli pilot that actually like ex- had a mid-air collision with a drone. Because like you said, it has a lifting body of its own, Yeah, because right? it has yeah. a lifting body. Yeah. Um, but he had a mid-air collision with a drone that they were doing exercising exercises with. And it shore off the entire wing. Wow. But he was still able to bring control the pl- you know, bring the plane out of the, the spin, control the plane all the way to the ground, land. And then he looked, you know, he went to shake the hand of his backseater and he realized the entire wing up to the wing root up to the body of the plane was completely shorn off Whoa! and he couldn't see it while he was up, up there because it was spraying fuel like crazy mm-hmm. so he couldn't see that the entire wing was missing he's like if i had known the entire wing was missing i would have you know ejected <laughs> yeah he says, you're punching out buddy you no know, it was still flying so i flew it back onto the ground plane didn't know it wasn't <laughs> supposed to fly anymore <laughs> So you know the F fifteen. Okay, I, I am I am an F fifteen stan. I love this plane. That's great. It's a great plane. <laughs> it's a great plane. All the coolest and, toys were F fifteens, man. You had uh, freaking Starscream. You Starscream, have, uh, yeah. Uh, the uh, Sky Striker from GI Joe, mm-hmm. and uh, yep. you know, to a lesser degree, Leader One from the GoBots. Yep. Um, still a yeah, cool plane. Of, not a very cool toy. <laughs> yeah, one of the things that annoyed me the most about the the Transformers movies like back in the 2000s was that Starscream was an F22 like that that annoyed good and a, and a, okay 
Man, we got to talk about Starscream for a minute. <laughs> because, because we're still, there are four here. RC. Because oh! when I was when yes. I was 11, you weren't allowed to buy your robot girlfriend from the movie. But you know what? I'm 46 now, and they made one. And so I have my robot girlfriend. And uh, uh, dang it. I would have I bought that toy when I was a boy. Being right. A boy. Yeah, because it's a cool robot, and she's bad. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, and I have the, the new Skylynx and the new Astro Train, because Space Shuttles. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> space Shuttles. Uh, <laughs> and, um, but, yeah, we still collect. Oh, uh, I like a Space Shuttle. <laughs> I don't even look at the pricing. I That sounds terrible <laughs> of me. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to dismiss my incredible privilege. Uh, trust me, my children oh, yes. don't starve. And yes. uh, if you yes. know, if it were if it were dependent on paying a bill, I wouldn't have a I have a space shuttle. Like right, said. right. Um, but you know what? Or have my son. He has like eighteen treat, Optimus Primes. Treat yourself. <laughs> yeah, while well, you can. And um, yes, exactly. listen, it's it's um it's hard having grown up, you know, uh, with uh, with very little income in the family, mm-hmm. um, because you always feel guilty for spending extraneously. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, there's still a very big part of me that if it's not needed, I really, really wrestle with, like you said, mm-hmm. treating yourself. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I'm literally the only one that has a problem with it. My my wife, <laughs> she doesn't care as long as everything is taken care of. As long as the of, bills are paid. Yeah. As long you know, children are fed and happy. Yeah. Her biggest yeah. concern these days is where the hell are you going to put that? Seriously. Yeah. And if I honestly, that's a great question for the, for the Lego shuttle discovery. (laughs) Y'all that thing is, it's a beast. Um, it it is is micro figure scale. If that means anything to Lego, uh, aficionados. Well, that's part of the reason why it's so expensive. Yeah. Cause it's, it's like 2,500 pieces. Somebody was like $200 for a Lego. And I was like, no, 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 no. Time out, bro. You don't understand. You don't understand. Listen, (laughs) Legos are 10 cents a brick. Okay. So anything under 2250 it costs less than yeah. it should. That's right. Yes, I got it exactly. basically at discount because if I'd have bought all Plus, those pieces it has a Hubble, okay? It has the Hubble. And the, the Hubble, Hubble fits in the shuttle bay like it's supposed to. And it has a Canada arm. It has the Canada arm. Oh, Canada. <laughs> you sound like some other song. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. No, that's all yeah. Christmas tree. Yeah. Oh, Christmas tree. That doesn't sound like a Christmas tree. It doesn't, no. It, it just sounds like, oh, Canada. <laughs> but yeah, it, oh is the, it is the coolest. You want to see it? I'll go grab it. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> so you can just see how giant it is. Oh, I mean, my glob. Next to my, next to my head. Holy right? yeah. beans. It's... Giant does it have then, does it have different decals for like the early program versus the more recent? No, it is it is faithful discovery, and you can see okay, the so shiny. It's, it's it's Hubble launch mission discovery. Isn't it, it is STS thirty five okay. shuttle okay. discovery. All right, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then here's that Hubble. makes sense. Y'all, I'm oh, sorry if you're not getting to see. You just have to tolerate us talking about toys for a minute. Uh, but here's <laughs> Hubble. Oh and my god! It's very large. <laughs> and Let's uh let's get some deep it's field. It's so much it's so much bigger than I that's what oh, she it's, said. It's huge. <laughs> All right, but up, up. It is huge. It is 
huge. That is so much one. bigger than I actually thought it was. Oh, it's yeah, it's it's, it's a lot huge. bigger. I still have the ONS. I, uh, I still have the ONS. Oh, uh, that's what I'm finish. getting for my. That's what I'm getting for my birthday. Oh, let me see. I don't know if you'll be able to see, but the mechanism that launches the landing gear. Oh dang it! Ah, and you push the you tail. You push see, the tail but I'm flap. I'm flapping my hands. <laughs> yeah, you push the tail flap, and the gear comes down. Uh, oh my god! The the nose gear can't support the weight of the model, though. It, it uh, oh, it's okay. just it's too heavy, especially with the Hubble. That's sign. Yeah, but it's it comes so with cool. a really great stand. So. Oh, it comes with a stand. That's yeah. That's yeah, there's a stand for the Hubble and a stand for the for the orbiter, so you okay. can you... display them. I'm yeah, I know. Severe FOMO right now. <laughs> I should I should I go on about what a great build it is and how much how engaging it is and how actually the uh... easy it is that I mean I've had very few missteps, um, and it comes with so many extra parts. <laughs> you twisting my arm. Yeah, go. I'm gonna go order it right now. <laughs> no, we are. This house is. We're ridiculous about our fandoms. Whoever, whoever has a fandom, mm -hmm. we just we go. Up, I mean, my wife loves the the only thing she really uh, gets a big kick out of these days is Hamilton. So she has, you know, all the Hamilton lots of little well, Hamilton things. And yeah. uh, uh, the oldest child loves his animes and his Transformers mm -hmm. and uh, uh, his Lego. And then the yep. mid kid is a gamer. Uh, and he likes mm -hmm. Pokemon, and uh, the wee little one just plays on his uh, devices most of the time, <laughs> which he's got more than his face. He has an Oculus, uh, uh, so oh. he loves, which is, uh, that's a fun, that thing is fun. If you guys ever get yeah, to do the chance to do Yeah, I need to, to get one VR, for Beat Saber. Yeah, he <laughs> like, is a Beat Saber. Good workout. Yeah. I said, well, how, he's like, oh, I can do them all on hard. It's like, you little, you little jerk. Oh, and it has a Star Trek game, too. There's a Star yeah, Trek game Bridge on Commander. Oculus. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so, so um, I don't know if you follow Dr. Erin Mack. Um, I need to probably. I think. I'm uh, yeah, she's one of the the science consultants for the writers' room on Star Trek, for Star Trek is universe. That, uh, e R I N M A C K. Yeah, yeah. D R E R I N M A C M A C. Oh, M A C. Gotcha. Yeah, as in McDonald, which is her last name. Oh, Dr. McDonald. Yeah, and she's, I, I so she is, uh, she, uh, and I've known her since she was just only, I say only, but like doing um, like the science of different uh, <laughs> IPs, at, you know, at panels, at cons, because she's a, you know, she, as she, she says she is a doctor of space and time. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, no, I'm uh, just looking at her uh, yeah. her page here, and she has uh, Galaxy Quest in the banner, so that's a winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> yeah, it's her favorite. Uh, oh, um, that movie! Ah, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so <sighs> they she, need to make more movies like that. She does. She does streams on Twitch too, and she um, uh, she did a stream with another streamer where they were all playing bridge commander. And I was like, oh, I need this now. <laughs> so what you're saying was they were stream weavers. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's a free dad joke for you. That's a free dad joke for you. <laughs> that's okay. Did you see, uh, did you see my rendition of Itsy Bitsy Spider while I was wearing a Minnie Mouse hat earlier on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Hey, uh, 
Mick, 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 he brought it up like he was going to use it for some kind of blackmail. You challenged me. I tell you what, I got, I've got a picture for almost every occasion, and I'm not afraid to do a lot of stupid shit. So. I know. I know. <laughs> it's one of your many charms. <laughs> that was, um, it's... <laughs> <laughs> so in high school, the the trick was they would uh, some they would get a crazy idea uh, and then uh, you know basically like life cereal Mikey Michael will eat it uh, Dan will do that and so um, they would oh why don't you cut your hair X Y Z you know give me a week or so and I'd come back with the haircut that they said you know shave that side of your head and do this with the top okay let's find out what happens it's just fucking hair right. man it'll grow back <laughs> it'll grow back it's, hey guess what for the most part other than this really bright spot up here that apparently got tired uh it's always grown back so and, uh, and i lord in the mid 90s i tried to i tried to kill it with monk, uh, punky colors and manic panic and way too much hair oh much, yes but, ooh, yeah i, I have mean, punky in my bathroom so imagine my hair but your hair's color which by the way y'all i'm dark brown and she's bright blonde so um i i would do i did that to my hair so that it would take the color better <laughs> And you can only yeah. do that about mm, six times before your hair is like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> yeah. Well, mine, mine's not too bad. I only use volume 20 developer or because uh, my hair is already blonde. I just mm -hmm. need it to be brighter. Blonde. I just like, just bright, bring it out a little bit. You don't have to actually just, scorch need, your scalp to get I there. I don't know. I don't need Oof. to completely bleach the crap out of it, Oof, which is those. very fortunate for me. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was an unpleasant task sometimes. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I did. I did, you know, before I knew any better, I did bleach it one time mm -hmm. and oh my gosh, like I had to grow, I had to like cut my hair really short and then let it grow out again. Yeah, it'll eat your it roots. It just fried my hair. Yeah, it, it takes so all the health right out of it. And <laughs> yeah. uh, I, uh, you know, I did that before. It's okay. it's kind of a thing these days. You know, you know it's no big deal to see people uh, go almost anywhere and people will have streaks of color or bright colors or, mm -hmm. um, you know, just non, non natural hair color, which is. is oh, yeah. It's everywhere anything. these days. Like, and, uh, when I get together with people, it's like I'm the odd one out because I don't have that. Have the color <laughs> in your hair. Right. And I've thought about throwing some in again, but. Yeah. You know, this this was, uh, this would have been ninety-seven, hmm, so not mm -hmm. any, especially in the middle of Arkansas, nobody was really uh, doing it, and, um, you know, especially not a uh, 20-some-odd-year-old white dude with no other reason to do it than because, <laughs> again, essentially somebody dared him to. Doing it on a dare, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know... In this area, and this is nowhere near anyone else's lived experience. I'm not trying to claim anything that I don't have a right to, uh, but but dis differencing yourself, uh, it, it'll bring on a level of ridicule that you know, um, just to get an idea of what it's like to be um, noted for having something different about you. Uh, it was kind of an interesting social experiment. Uh, people mm -hmm. treat you differently, um, or did then, yeah. uh, just for having, well, it was just like, you know, trench coat and long hair, uh, mm -hmm. or anything like that, you know, um, solely on your appearance. Um, yep. they, they have a whole history about who you are as a person. Um, mm -hmm. and I know that there are people hopefully listening to this that have a whole lot other, well, I don't, I don't want you to have those lived experiences, but they're a lot more authentic than mine. Um, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, but it is, 
Um, it's in, like I was just the other day. I had a I had a little tickle on the side of my eyebrow over here, and I, I reached up there and thought I was kind of pulling at like a little blackhead or something. And like, oh no, that's the that's the scar from my piercing. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, well, I, you know, I wonder. I hadn't worn it in ages. And so I went and run a ring through it, and sure enough, it's still it's still pierced. And I got that oh when I was 18, goodness. so it's like 30, wow. 28 years ago. Yeah, I, there Dang. are people I know in real life who are younger than that piercing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so. Yeah, no, I I recently just got like my first like adventurous piercing. I have oh like, yeah, like, there you go. Um, Right but, up to the top yeah. there, yeah. Yep, and uh, um, I'm actually probably going to have to ha get it removed because it's healing crooked. Oh, so, no, yeah. Yeah, so I'm going to just have it have them remove it and do the other one. <laughs> Obviously, I pierce um, well. Uh, my ear, though, I tried to run the ring through my ear, and the ear was like, nah, dude. And I was yeah, like, well, right? I mean, I'm not that committed to it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. And then uh, uh, the only other thing, I had my tongue pierced uh, about that same time. Um, that uh, I was doing the hair thing, and uh, you, oh, I couldn't once that grows that. back, oh my gosh, that was such a crazy experience. Um, yeah, because <laughs> they they just run it right through, you know, yep, and, just, <laughs> and that's a and what, uh, mm -hmm, <laughs> and that's where that's where the interesting part of the story comes. Like, because you know they give you some numbing uh, wash, and it, you know it's as painless right. as it can be, but it's pretty awful. Oh, and yeah. uh, <clears throat> well, I, and they're like. <laughs> Oh goodness! Excuse right. me, real quick. Choking on my coffee. Sorry. Yeah, let's not die. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> anyway, the uh, I have a friend who has her st tongue split. Ooh, yeah, that's and weird. She said well, it was interesting, super pain, super painful. It's they I mean, it's it. crazy. It's yeah. crazy. She like she can articulate both sides yeah independently yeah, i've seen the i've seen it and it's yeah you know but she, uh, she and she loves it i like, could only the people that do it, have it like she's, and it doesn't grow she, back no yeah and she she just like she's like oh yeah it's definitely the most painful thing i have ever gone through in my life but I i'm love just it. thinking about it right now well, what oh, got I me know. was the the amount of blood. They were like, um, you know, okay, now spit. And I was, and you're thinking like the dentist. And just, it's the only mm -hmm. time I've ever been like, whoa, <laughs> at an amount of blood. It was, and even, because I just, it, it didn't process that that's what it would be. Mm -hmm. And they didn't say it's going to be a lot of blood. And it, boy, it was a lot. Um, oh. And yeah, thinking well. about, because you know, like you said, it's a muscle. It's like, and, uh, yeah. Might need a content warning for yeah. like oh, yeah. uh, talking about blood hey, and stuff. Go back 30 seconds, content warning. We're going. <laughs> we'll just, uh... Yeah, you like me. I just start talking about stuff and then I. Because of my ADHD, I segue into something really gross, and then oh yeah, well I really mean you know could have warned me. <laughs> the bad choices part in the show name. Right? <laughs> Sometimes it yeah, just put it in the show notes. Like at, well, at, at this point, we start talking content about content warning. Blood. That's true. That's true. That's fair. Uh, absolutely fair. So tell me a little bit. We we're 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 getting close to the uh, inevitable um, uh, closing time here at the mm -hmm. Bad Choices of Urban Bar, uh, but. Tell me a little bit about the 501st. I'm going to be the selfish and actually ask this question. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Because um, that's the, uh, I have four pillars of star theme franchise. Okay. And yes. it's Star Trek, Star Wars, Battlestar Galactica, uh, and Stargate. So, <laughs> okay. Um, 
And okay. so those four things are, are you know, sacrosanct. They, I, I cannot be objective about them. Hold on a second. Some dog wants to be friends with somebody outside. Uh, so that's our uh, uh, intermittent co-host, well, Wishbone the Dog. Wars. Yeah, so Star Wars, though. Tell me, about, tell me about the 501st. So I actually wanted to join the 501st when I was 16 um, because for my high, school pro my high school academic program, I had to do community service hours. <clears throat> and a part of those hours had to... <clears throat> had to have a creative component. Okay. So I was like, oh, I can create a costume and then do these these community service events because for those who don't know, the 501st Legion is a worldwide costuming organization. We have over 11,000 members worldwide and um, we do what we call trooping and we go out into the community and we help raise funds for different charities, help you know with visibility for different causes, that kind of thing. Um, you know, we'll do things at libraries to help with, per, you know, uh, you know, library initiatives like reading and that kind of thing. Um, yeah. So, so community events, charity events are what we're all about. Uh, using the Star Wars brand basically to bring attention to these things, um, and that's Vader's the reason fist why Vader's Vader fist. Cares. Yes, yeah, <laughs> um, Vader cares. Yeah, because the 501st was named before the 501st became a thing. In, <laughs> yeah. Well, first it was in the EU, and then it became a thing in, obviously, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Um, the 501st Legion with Anakin. Um, and then it was much more talked about in the Clone Wars yes. uh, TV series with Rex and all them. Oh, um, Rex. So, oh, I know, Rex. I love Rex. He's like the best. Um, like the best. I have the sideshow six-scale six figure of Rex. Um but um now i'm jealous of you so there you go <laughs> um i also have fives um <laughs> but oh, oh i know fives. oh man oh, he's he my baby so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we anyway, are so such sad sacks <laughs> i know <laughs> anyway so so i am and, and so but in the 501st you need to be 18 to join so i kind of filed away in the back of my mind and I didn't come to it again until I was into I was getting into cosplay through Mass Effect because um, I really wanted to make a Mass Effect costume. Um, and for those who don't know, Bioware cut their teeth on the great granddaddy of Mass Effect, which is Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic from 2003. Yes. And I decided I wanted to do a Darth Revan costume around this same time. And then I discovered that the 501st does all bad guy costumes, not just Imperial ones. And I was like, I can join the 501st as Darth Revan. Oh yeah, y'all. So I, I joined the 501st. I did a cheaper costume to start. Um, and then, you know, and I met all my friends through the 501st and they're just such a great group of people. They just want, they do it to make kids smile, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I, I just, you know, it's a lot of politics sometimes, but, but still, you know, at the end of the day, we're plastic spacemen and we're making kids happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is amazing. But, um, and then I got my Darth Revan approved in 2017 and, uh, I joined in 2014, got my Darth Revan approved in 2017. And, um, I do, I, I troop a few times a year, um, as Darth Revan, just cause I prefer being a handler. Yeah. Um, 
because I have a little bit of a claustrophobia issue with costumes that cover my face. Right. So, um, so I like to handle. It's it hot bit in there more. too. Yeah, and um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, but I, I absolutely also love it when I get a kid who knows who I am, because like the general public doesn't necessarily know who Darth Revan is, right. but like I was trooping the Last Jedi premiere, um, and there was this little kid. I saw him and his parents come in, and we were kind of in the back of this this lobby of this this theater and it was the alamo draft house and nice. there you know the, this kid and his parents walk in and even from all that way even just through my mask i could see this little kid's entire being light up nice. when he saw me and he just made a beeline for me and hugged me around my skirted legs and he's like, Darth Revan, you're my favorite. I listen to your audiobook before I go to bed. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> so let's put that into context for those. Just a quick, just a quick breakdown um, as to how cool this moment really is. I'm willing to give a little background on lore here. Uh, because just today on the on the you know doom box on the Twitter. Uh, there was there was an actual meme that talked about Darth Revan and how it was a gatekeeping meme about how, you know, how can you call yourself a Star Wars fan if you don't know who Darth Revan is? Well, it's easy. You're a Star Wars fan because you like yeah, Star Wars yeah. regardless. Uh, but Darth Revan is a cool character. Da- I, co- I cosplay Darth Revan, and if you don't know who I am, that's fine. You're still a Star Wars fan, okay? That's right. Well, hey, that's an opportunity to learn like this exactly. is right now. Be- why is Darth Revan cool? Because... Um, the character comes from quite possibly, definitely mm, the best Star Wars game ever made. Up there as one of the best video games ever made, Knights of the Old Republic, yes. um, contains maybe the greatest reveal since Samus Aran, <laughs> especially <laughs> right. in the context of video games. Yes. Um, yes. And, and just, it, I mean, the gameplay mechanics, it's still popular. It's been reported to pert near everything. Uh, yeah, it's been it, ported to freaking iOS. <laughs> yeah, if you, you can play it on your phone, and it it looks better it than it did phone. on Xbox. It does. Um, it does. But it's a. I mean, if you love Star Wars, hell, if you love video games, if you love role players, if you love um, puzzles, and I mean, just all of it, go uh, go find this game and play it. It's great, uh, and then you'll know who Darth Revan is. Um, <laughs> but the fact that that youngster knew who you were in costume uh, highlights the fact that whoever that parent was has put in some work making sure that kid yes. knows the, uh, did a little bit of the better parts of the deeper lore of Star Wars. Um, yes. You talk to any Star Wars nerd uh, uh, who also is a gamer and, you know, wait long enough and we'll bring up Knights of the Old Republic uh, or Kodor, yeah, as we call sure. it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Kotor. Yeah, Kotor is I, classic. Every game since has been compared to that game, including its weaker sequel. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, they, man. It's it's good. Like if it you is a do good the game. restored, if you do the restored content mod on PC, it's really good. Okay, uh, then yeah, that fair have, challenge. That's a, a fair challenge. Friends, I have a lot of friends who will fight you over that weaker <laughs> weaker sequel line, but I love it. I love it. Like all good yeah, fandoms. But it's it's also very much like. You know, it's all in the eye of the beholder. Yep, like that's true. You, you can be a fan of one thing more than the other, and it's all part of fandom. Your fandom is your own. You know, like but, you know, depending on the context, if you're in the eye of the beholder, you might be petrified. So, 
I got somebody to spit spaghetti out their nose once, so you know. You've been oh, warned. ow! <laughs> yeah, Jack Alberson still reminds me of that. So. <sighs> Neither one of us can remember what was so damned funny, but there was <laughs> legit spaghetti, string spaghetti coming out that man's nose. But yeah, yeah, that was that was a good night of trooping. That's also when I got, I got, I was in the Denver Post. Oh, nice. Uh, as Darth Revan that night, because uh, they had they were just doing a story on the the opening because that was the first big Star Wars opening for that theater. Um, and uh, I got a pic, like I got this awesome picture of me like force, cho- like doing a force choke on the photographer. Yes. You know, like the photographer just got this like very menacing uh, portrait shot of me. Kodak and, moment. And that was in, yeah, it was definite. And I saved it. Um, and I, you know, I use that for my avatar in some places so nice. yeah, that's really cool it, i got a really good photo out of it <laughs> now i've um of course my biggest exposure to star wars cosplay has been through um disney world and uh, mm-hmm. we got to go to a few star wars days uh and yes. uh plenty of five first those. yeah yep. yeah mm-hmm. and uh the one we went to um uh had uh man i can never remember the the actor's name that does the voice of obi-wan and the, you oh, know, the oh, news announcer. James Arnold, James Arnold Taylor. Yeah. And then uh, Ashley was there as well. So I have mm-hmm. a picture of Ashley, yep. uh, which, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, oh, also, you, you just want, if you, if you want to know all of the things that are most important to me, they sit within arm's reach of my desk. <laughs> oh my and gosh. So is that I, a Disney that, Infinity figure? Of I movie? have, it is. And I have, oh my gosh. because we, you know, my kids don't want them anymore. And so I have, and then of course, you know. Yeah, that was serious. a, that was a back when the Skylanders were a big thing. That's right. And who do we want to see in season three of The Mandalorian? Sabine Wren. That's who please. we want to see. Yes, please. Yeah, yeah please. Thank you. And uh, so, and I have, uh, oh. You can't have, have a show called The Mandalorian without Sabine. And I have this handsome boy. Oh, Captain America. Captain America. And, uh, and, and arguably maybe even a handsomer boy. The Hulk. The Hulk. <laughs> so, uh, oh yeah, I need a little more room on my desk, but yeah, I keep the yeah. I keep the important stuff to within arm's reach here of my of my little. Yeah, what do I have in stuff. arm's reach right now? I have a skein of yarn. Hey, yarn's important. It makes toques and and scarves and you know gloves and stuff. I've also uh, got this uh, box of pips that I need to send to Stevie. Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey Stevie Lee. Yes. Yes. I was chatting to old Hey Stevie Lee just a moment ago. Uh, I am I'm uh, fortunate enough to to be in direct contact with with her in times when she's off tro- uh, off Twitter. So it's mm-hmm. nice to yep. Uh, yep. check in on her and say Hey, what's up? Uh, and oh, I'm and trying to uh, my calculator. Uh, oh yeah, what what, what version? What is it? Uh, it is a it's a TI eighty four plus. It's okay. the one with the LCD screen. All right. Like, well, that's my, uh, they keep just cranking those out, man. Yeah, my trusty TI eighty four with the the liquid crystal display, yeah. like just the the little mag little like black. The old display. school, yeah. The uh-huh. old school Game Boy, display. the Game Boy display. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it died, so <sighs> I had to get a new one, and I wanted to get the TI eighty four, and I get this thing, and you have to uh-huh. plug it in to charge it. And no batteries. It's and it's got color, 
And I'm like, what the devil is this magic? What? <laughs> Why I've been does using... my calculator need? <laughs> I've, been doing, I've been doing this, using that TI-84 since I was 14 years old. So no, you want to you want to let your you want to melt your brain just a little. Yeah. Oh, my, my iPad Air. Oh, so you have, is that the two or the four? Uh, the, the current generation. Yeah. yeah. So I, my wife and son have it's, one of those. I have the third gen air, which I still love. I have the blue one. Yeah. It's so handsome. It's, uh, it's really pretty. It replaced so, my iPad pro. Oh, it's a good, it's a good replacement uh, for, for the money for sure. Uh, so I had a, we had a, this would have been 11th grade. So 1990-ish, uh, classroom set of TI-81s, y'all, uh -huh. which were like the granddaddy of graphing calculate programmable yes. graphing calculators yes. that were not hard to use garbage from Hewlett Packard. Right. <laughs> Hewlett Packard's, oh my, I mean, if you just My wanted, mom has a Hewlett Packard and she just, loves it. They do, she, those people do, and it's not right. She okay, so so she like saved up all like a lot oh, of money to get this thing. Yeah, like, like they're super proud of it. Super proud of it, and I remember trying to use it, and I'm like, this is the most not user friendly piece of crap I have ever so, seen. So so to draw the correlation, like, hey. TI calculators are Macs, and Hewlett Packards are obviously PCs. Obviously, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, gracious. I have a MacBook Pro, but I also have my my custom built. Well, you got a game, so, and then yeah, I show this off from time to time. This is my grandfather's engineering <laughs> scale. Yep, from when we he was a pipe a few fitter. Of those in this house, well, cause both my parents are electrical engineers. There you go. Now, this one is uh, predates plastic. It's made out of resin. Yeah, uh, yeah we have some treasure ones too. Yeah, I mean, yep. they, you can't you can't put an edge on plastic like that. Just saying. You can't. Nope. <laughs> you know, you're not gonna true. get a straighter line unless you're a cishet white man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> <That's bad. laughs> I told you. Wow. Random dad. Bad jokes. choices indeed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can say it because I am one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Just get out. <laughs> So I've been canceled on my own show. Sky will be taking over from here. I'll send you all the credentials for logins and the artwork and everything. And you'll just, you know, it drops on Thursdays, record when you can. Wow. I don't know if we're going to top that on this episode. So we'll head, uh, we'll head out on a high note. And uh, wonderful, know, yeah. wonderful high note, right? Yeah, well, you're the one in Colorado, so let's stop making the jokes. <laughs> we are mile high in more ways than womp, one. Womp. I know, I know. But uh, wow, what an absolute gem uh, it's been to have you here. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, we could talk and talk and talk, I imagine. Oh, yes. Um, which is why I always You got say, me going on airplanes. Like, yes. That's... I haven't yeah. gotten going on I'm... airplanes in a long time. <laughs> I find, I find that it'll turn the knobs, you know, we'll turn the knobs. Um, <laughs> but we don't, we don't end these shows. We close them down and you can always open back up uh, at a later date. So everyone oh, who's yes. ever been on has an invitation to return. And one of these days we'll... We'll make that happen for you if you're interested. All right. Um, anything you, uh, else you want to shout out to, remind the listeners of before we have to say goodnight? Well, I mean, I don't have a Patreon to plug, but uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I am Sky Voss Normandy. So S-K-Y-V-A-S Normandy, as in the Normandy SR2 or SR1, depending on which one you prefer, um, from Mass Effect. So um, 
if you want to, uh, you know, follow me for the snark, the cat updates, or the Mass Effect, Star Wars, Star Trek fandom um, shit posting, then go ahead and follow me there. And uh, I hope y'all have an awesome day. Wonderful. Well, you know, shit posting, uh, or as I call it, raconteur. So, um, <laughs> yeah, put it on wow. your 50 cent words when you come to this show. Uh, so, but well, thank you very much. And again, the place, um, the, the, the awesome space race place. The Kansas Cosmosphere and Space Center in Hutchinson, where? Kansas. Nice. Where you can get a, where you can get a walking timeline uh, the early uh, Soviet versus U.S. space race, which if you've ever seen um, uh, Rocky IV, it's very much like Dolph Lundgren versus Apollo Creed up until about <laughs> 1963. So, <laughs> and then and then Kennedy's like, Nah, y'all, we got to get to the moon, and we got to get to the moon, moon. And, and you can and, see and then, the Apollo 13 command module Odyssey. Um, that sweet, sweet, blessed hero of a yes. spaceship, y'all. Um, yes. saved her crew. Let's, let's, mm-hmm. uh, she did, she, you know, I, I know we're not supposed to anthropomorphize things. They hate that, but, um, you know, <laughs> spacecraft are people too. Yes. <laughs> you can't tell me, you can't tell me that the Curiosity There's... Rover singing itself happy birthday until it couldn't anymore <laughs> isn't sweet. Okay. It is very sweet. It's very, it's the, it's the sweetest, saddest thing I've ever known. It's the coolest, yes. most devastating fact. Well, and, and, and the guys at JPL, the guys and gals at JPL, um, all anthropomorphize the rovers. I know that for a fact. They put themselves into it. They put well, themselves yeah, into it. Well, yeah, and the, the, the uh, I have a friend who, who worked on Oppie, so, oh, um, and, yeah. and when they lost contact with Oppie, he was very sad. <laughs> he no. was like she she lasted so much longer than anybody thought she would but it's still sad <laughs> what was it um it's uh it's cold and uh, the sun's going down or something to that effect yeah uh, when she when she went to sleep oh, oh i know I right know. god we're gonna start crying about robots on mars if we don't end this show okay <laughs> oh yeah anyway pour one out for oppie pour one out for curiosity and let's celebrate uh, uh prosperity right or, uh, uh, that, no, perseverance uh, perseverance Oof, yeah perseverance. even better even better percy yes. that's right and, and the, ingenuity that yeah because ingenuity. we're flipping fine helicopters on mars i know okay we, <laughs> okay we're gonna get back we're gonna get onto our space bullshit again these, these Just, are that yeah they're back on back on the space bullshit like um uh, uh, you know slim pickens at the end of uh, dr strange love <laughs> riding that nuclear missile exactly down to the... <laughs> exactly <laughs> All right, y'all. With that, I'm going to say uh, go ahead and uh, drop my Patreon plug. Uh, well, before, I just want to say thanks for listening, and always thank you for your ears. Hope we've earned them again for next week, and if you really want to support the show, uh, drop a review on your catcher of choice uh, and share this show with your friends. Um, and uh, check out the back catalog. Find other shows you're interested in and share those with your friends. Um, but if you've got uh, a few extra stacks in your back pocket, you can drop those on me at patreon.com slash D-A-N-D-E-C-K-R, where you can earn early access to this show for as little as $3 a month. And uh, you, actually, you can get in on the game for a dollar a month, but that just lets you hang out with me on Discord. So, you know, if you actually want to get in the game, 
it's three bucks a month. Uh, and what is that? That's that's like two coffees. So uh, if you're feeling generous, hook it up. Otherwise, uh, this show will always be free, always be ad-free and available to you on your catcher of choice every Thursday as long as I can make it happen. And with that, closing it down from the Toad Suck Studio, I will say good night. Good night.